Windows on base. This is Dylan. Um, another little solo episode tonight. Um, just a tiny one. Uh, all the guys had something to do tonight, um, which is okay. Um, so tonight's intro was brought to you by my Starfire, the Guild Starfire, um, the single cut um, Starfire, and um, part of the new Starfire series and everything. Um, and the white with the Bigsby. Great guitar, super cool. Um, still liking it a whole lot. Still very different from the other one. And now it's even more different because I've I've done something really cool to it. I put on some new strings. Um, I did I did something a little different with this one. Um, so the other guild Starfire that I have, I have round wounds, uh, just standard uh, light gauge tens, uh, ten through forty eights, uh, Diodarios. I went for their, um, the chromes, the flat wounds, 10 through 48, which is an extra light flat wound. Um, I really like it. Uh, it says warm, mellow tone. It's, it's pretty good. Um, so here's a, I'm on the neck pickup going through a Vox uh, Pathfinder 15R. like the the round tone that it gets okay so um there's just something about i, I usually really being a bass player i actually like flat wound ba bass strings a lot um i think flat wound bass strings are really just awesome i, I love the sounds i'm more of a retro kind of bass player in the sense of i, I play just your standard blues and rock kind of bass lines um and Flat rounds do it for me. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of like a really super slappy bass or a real modern bass sound. I like the more vintage bass sounds. Um, I also like them a lot on guitar though for like a really mellow kind of jazz tone. But also a lot of the old Gretches that I've ever like that I've played in the past have came with flat rounds or they you know when I played them they had flat rounds on them, um, which really gave those Gretches a really cool tone. Um, and I have played other Guild Starfires in the past, vintage ones that also to have flat wound strings. And they were pretty popular back in the 60s. Uh, it was a, it was a sound that a lot of people were using. Um, and the feel is just, it's a totally different kind of feel. A flat wound string is real smooth and, um, they're just, they're just real interesting. Um, they say that they don't wear frets out. They do wear frets out. That's kind of a misconception. They will wear your frets out. It takes a little longer. But uh, they will. Uh, they're a little harder to bend with, um, and in some cases they can be a little bit more fragile than your standard string. Um, but they just have something really unique to the tone, um, and they're really interesting. Um, let's go to the middle pickup or the middle position on the on the Starfire, and let's hear some more of this uh, these strings. Man, they they sound great. <laughs> Thank you. 
there's a certain amount of sustain loss that you get from it. Um, it they almost sound like dead strings in a weird way. Um, I want to put them on another guitar as well. I'm on. I'm wanting to put them on one of my Telecasters. Um, I, I'm really a big fan of this Julia uh, Julian Lodge um, jazz guitarist. He's just awesome. He, a lot of people know him. He's getting really popular. He's he's been around for a long time, and uh, he's just an incredible guitar player. And he uses a Telecaster um, that has a P90 in the neck position and a standard Tele bridge pickup, and um, he uses flat wounds on it. And it's just a really unique sound. And um, and I've watched some other people who put flat wounds on Telecasters, and they just Wow, it just it kind of brings a Telecaster into a whole new world with flat wounds. Um, it just takes some of that brightness away and kind of makes it a whole different guitar. And um, I want to do that next, but uh, first I just really wanted to try it on one of these guilds because after playing recently, I played a, a country gentleman um, at a local guitar store and it had flat wounds on it, and I fell in love with the tone of those flat wound strings on that hollow body. And um, I kind of forgot how good they sound. It's been a long time since I put flat wounds on any guitar. Um, and um, yeah, man, it's, it's got the same kind of magic um, at, that that one had. So let's go to the uh, bridge pickup here and let's hear some more of this. <laughs> spots or the cowboy chords with it but also like that E string just has that it just has that cool like thuddy almost a bass sound and I really like that a lot it has a really unique interesting feel to it and uh, it's it's kind of an inspiring tone uh, let's go to this single coil mode here on the bridge still ring out like regular strings there's a little bit of a volume loss not super bad let's add a little gain to it let's see Yeah. <laughs> 
single coil mode and the neck pick up in the humbucker mode. comparison of sounds here real quick um since we've been listening to this one let's hear what the other one sounds like next to it in one second okay let's see what this sounds like so this is the other starfire um the one without the bigsby and like i said before in the podcast um they have totally different necks um the neck profile is just extremely different i would say that this one has a more modern feeling neck than the white one um which is strange it shouldn't have different but it is and um, not having the Bigsby, I think, really changes the tone a lot. Um, now, this one's got standard 10 um, light gauge round wound strings on it. Also, the Adarios. And, um, yeah, let's see what that sounds like. We're going into bridge pickup here. Straight into the same amp. Um, same settings. <laughs>
the neck. I think the neck pickup on this one sounds pretty great. Aside from my terrible playing tonight, sorry about that. Pretty appropriate for what a Starfire sounds like in my head. Now um, I'm gonna go ahead and do the single coil modes. We're gonna go to neck. Now let's do the neck in the single coil mode and the bridge in the humbucker mode. hollow body guitars um they they do give you a whole kind of different vibe um similar to what you what you want a casino to kind of sound like uh so if you think that fun casino and you're thinking you know a lot of people buy at casinos they can they're gonna be real bright guitars because the beatles they're not they're a lot darker um but if you're wanting that bright sound and you want something a little different you go for one of these starfires um they actually have a much brighter tone than the uh, casino that I have, and I think the playability is better. I think they're just better made guitars altogether. Um, so yeah, they really get that Beatles charm in that single flow mode. kinks i mean you gotta think like that's the whole ray davies thing all together really get that tone really nice and then you turn on the humbucker mode with the single coil or with the um the bridge pickup Both are great guitars, obviously. Um, I, I do feel like this one is just, I don't know, man. The, the one without the Bigsby, for some reason, it just it sells me every time I pick it up. It just feels totally better to me. Um, I just, I dig it. I don't know. They're set up the exact same. Um, they got the same pickups. They got everything the same, except for the fact that it doesn't have the Bigsby. I mean, it just makes all the difference in the world to me.
tune again. I think the weather's knocking me out really bad. guitars man so if you're in the market and you're looking for new starfires definitely check them out but um i don't know i kind of leave it up to you guys to think which strings you like better I, I, the flat ones are pretty amazing the round ones have a certain bite to them um it kind of changes the whole vibe it's like you you play the flat ones you almost get this like 50s rockabilly kind of country sound and then you play the round ones and you kind of get this 60s like garage rock, psychedelic sound, um, and if you update that to modern times, it's just, I don't know, they're just cool guitars. I feel like they can do a lot more than what I'm narrowing them down to, but I just think they're kind of made for these sounds. Um, and um, they're really good Gibson alternative guitars, um, completely. And uh, being the other American brand, uh, these are not American-made guitars. I think these are both Indonesian-made, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, handcrafted in Indonesia. Um, that's not a bad thing, though. Most Fenders that are good are made in Indonesia. Um, most Epiphones that are good are made in Indonesia. Um, so that's not really the biggest downside in the world. But I'll be honest with you, I've played American-made guilds that feel just like these. I mean, like, the quality and the feel is practically about the same. It's insane how how good a quality these are for, like, $450 to $499. These are just incredible guitars. Um, yeah, that's really about all I had to talk about tonight, though. Um, I was going to have the guys over and we are going to talk a little bit about um, the new Epiphone Newport bass that's out. And um, I'm really jonesing for one. I've been looking at them and uh, I'd like to get one. Uh, they're really interesting. I, I like the fact that they brought back the Newport. Um, I like the fact that they've updated it with one of the new uh, the Thunderbird humbuckers in the bridge position, which is cool. Still got the Mudbucker in the neck. I like that. I like the short scale. Um the only thing I don't like about it is that they put the bikini logo on it as opposed to just doing the standard Epiphone logo. And I also don't like the fact that they missed a good chance to put the, the butterfly tuners on it as opposed to just the, um, I guess, the knockoff Goto tuners that they put on it. Um, those, are the, those are the only things I'm really finding I don't like about it. Like, why would you put the good tuners on the EB... What the, the EBO base that they have, the SG base, why would they put the good tuners on that and not on the newer base that has, this, you know, originally would have had those tuners to begin with? It kind of boggles my brain. But um, it is a really good competitor to the Seric stuff still. And, um, yeah, I really, really dig it. I have, in the room, I do have the Embassy base. And... Um, I convinced Austin to buy one too because they're just incredible bases. So that's another reason why I'm so interested in getting the uh, Newport is because I do love my Embassy base so much. I think it is just, man, I think for the money, some of the best bases you can buy are these Embassy bases. I think they're just absolutely killer. Um, 
and also they make the Sarek bases kind of obsolete. Um, <laughs> not that Sarek is a bad brand or anything. I think they're great. I think all the stuff he makes is awesome. Um, I think the designs he does are cool. I think I love the fact that he redid these Epiphone designs and made them his own. Um, I think it's really cool. And I'm glad he inspired Epiphone to finally reissue these and put them out. Um, and also inspired people like uh, Eastwood. Eastwood has their version of the Newport base as well. And um, it looks interesting um, in its Eastwood kind of way. Um, but yeah, these new the new Epiphones are actually really incredible. And the price point's really good, like $375. I mean, you can't go wrong for a brand new base that, in my mind has better features than most Fender bases or Squire bases out, and it's just a hell of a lot cheaper. Um, and it comes in a lot of cool colors. I think you got like a yellow color, a sunset orange, the classic uh, red, um, cherry red finish, and then you got the uh, this like ocean blue or some kind of blue. I can't remember what color it is, but um, looks really cool. Kind of has a Pelham blue kind of vibe, but a little bit more of like a like a Lake Placid blue kind of vibe to it, I guess. Um, with a white pick guard. I mean, these things are just really beautiful bases. And um, if you get a chance, check those out too. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything new other than a pack of strings this week. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. Um, anything else? If there was any other news, I went to a couple guitar stores the other day and I played some new things um, that I was kind of surprised with as well. I played one of the new, um, it was a 2022 Epiphone Les Paul Jr. And I was kind of let down by it because they put this big, thick neck on it. And um, that was interesting. It was just a really weird thing. And then it looked like they did a, a cap on the top that was just a totally different color than the rest of the body. And that was also very strange. It's like, why not just make it a one-piece kind of deal or deal or... I don't know. It's just it's just a strange guitar. And then the pickguard is cut in such a way. It's like, why not just do this classic pickguard? Why do you got to do this beveled edge pickguard? I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why these companies make these decisions. Um, I don't know what money it saves to cut something out differently. It doesn't make any difference at all. Um, so, yeah. So that was an interesting thing. Um, and I also played a Guild, uh, I played one of the Guild Bob Marley Signature Acoustics the other day as well. And, you know, for $279, I think is what it was, which is incredibly cheap. Um, super solid playing acoustic. I mean, it played better than some of the Martins that were in the same room, um, that were at least 600 bucks. um. The only downside to me is having a artist name on it. And, you know, it's Bob Marley, so I mean, that's cool if you're a Bob Marley fan. But um, just having an artist's signature on anything is always kind of a down, like, it's a, kind of a bummer. Uh, for a long time, Fender only released a 51P bass that had Sting's signature as the 12th fret. And that's lame. Nobody wants Sting's signature on the 12th fret. It's just super lame. Um... I think that's really tacky and odd looking. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah. Um, it was a good playing acoustic other than the fact that it had signatures on it. And that was, that was it. Um, everything else about it was neat. Um, um, 
Other than that, these guitar stores had nothing. I went to a guitar center, and I went to a Sam Ash, and both of them were just kind of letdowns for having any kind of good gear, um, which sucked. Um, didn't play any interesting new guitars that knocked my socks off at all. Um, no acoustics, no basses, nothing. Um, and now I'm going into guitar stores, I'm seeing... I'm seeing pedals that aren't even interesting to me. I'm going in, and I'm looking at stuff, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing all these new brands and new, new designs, and I'm practically the same thing that, that's always been around. Like, why do I need to see fifty versions of a big muff? Uh, it and and what makes them all different, and are they different enough from an original big muff to make it worth? 250 bucks when a big muff is only like 59 dollars i mean these things are just i don't know that they're kind of boggling my brain as well um i think it was like a it was a rat clone um that they had uh a rat pedal and not an actual rat clone because that'd be weird but um but yeah they had a rat pedal in there it was like 300 bucks and all i could think was that, that's insane. You could just buy a rat for $69. But, um, and for me, I bought the Little Bear uh, Rat Attack for like 39 bucks, Brand new. And honestly, the one I have is practically the same thing as this $300 rat. I don't understand what, what the big deal was. Um, there's, I don't think it could sound that much better. I don't think it could sell me that it's going to sound that much better. Um... And then, you know, I think a lot of these pedal makers um, that I'm seeing in these stores, um, I think they're real, like, I don't understand the focus and who the market that they're selling to is because, you know, these graphics on them, they're just goofy looking graphics or very, like, skater kid graphics or something like that. And all I'm thinking is, like, for those prices, who are you marketing this to? Who, what 15-year-old skater kid has the money to buy a $350 fuzz pedal or a $400 fucking delay that that does the same thing that any of them do. I don't I I don't understand. I mean there's 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 so many cheaper options. Who are these pedal companies marketing to with these these images and stuff on them to just just I don't know, man. It's just it's just wild to me. I don't know. Um I have a lot of pedals, but in my room, if you look at my pedals, they all, none of them have images on them. I mean, names is pretty much it. Uh, that's that's it. Model numbers. That's 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 it. But they all sound incredible. I, very few pedals I own have any kind of imagery on them. I think the only ones that I have that have any kind of imagery on them is um, is Electroharmonics, and even still, those are classic for kind of being basic designs and not kind of going over the top but even they're going over the top they have one uh the blurst pedal it's i don't know what i can't remember the name of it but it's got some crazy design on it it just looks like the bottom of a skateboard and all i can think is like is that appealing to the musician because a lot of musicians are looking at these things and they're like that thing can't possibly sound good you know, so I mean, and it, I know it's one of those, you can't judge a book by its cover, but 
I mean, I don't know if the story's going to be any good, you know what I mean? It just doesn't seem, just doesn't seem to really be grabbing me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a bunch of interesting stuff. I'm sure there's guitar players out there that love these things and collect pedals for how they look as opposed to how they sound. I'm sure that's a thing, um, but I think that's a whole lot of money for just some silly, silly stuff. Um, yeah, so that, that was all I was seeing at these guitar centers and Sam Ashes. Uh, I think, I, I don't know, man, I, and it seemed like they had an abundance of pedals, um, and not as many guitars, and the guitars that they had were just the most basic, most generic guitars, which I guess, I mean, I get it, that's what sells, but, I mean, you get bored going into a guitar store and seeing a hundred Stratocasters on a wall, and... 30 Les Pauls and 25 Telecasters and about 15 SGs and then maybe four or five Ibanezes and four or five Gretches and, you know, that's it, you know. And then what else is there? You know, it's, it's just boring. Um, used to be you could go into a Sam Ash and see Rickenbackers and, and really interesting used gear and um, their acoustic room had a lot more selection to it than what this one did this one had like 90 percent taylor acoustics with maybe like the guild bob marley and a couple of oddball fender acoustics um and michael kelly uh stuff um and that was it um it was so it was just a real letdown um real bummer and um yeah that's you know that was my weekend in a nutshell just finding that um, so that's why there's nothing new other than a pack of strings, which it took me going to two different guitar stores just to find a set of flat wound strings. Why isn't there more companies making flat wound strings? Ernie Ball, I mean, I know they make them. Why aren't they being sold in these stores? Why isn't, why is the only brand of flat wound strings Diodario's and why does it only come in light or extra heavy? It doesn't make a lick of sense at all. Um... I don't, all, all, all questions that, you know, I don't really have good answers to. Um, and the last thing I'll talk about, um, so I checked out, um, these gold foil jazz basses and jazz masters and telecasters. Um, don't waste your money. That's, that, it's just a total waste. I think the, the jazz master one's kind of neat. But, man, rip off Silvertone, man. I mean, golly. I mean, just straight up ripping off Silvertone and Harmony um, for Fender. And it, it's just weird. I, if you buy a Fender, you're buying a Fender for the Fender tone, not for the, the Harmony tone, not for the Silvertone tone. Um, and I get it. It's cool to, to put some gold foils into a Fender. But also... Most people want to mix that up with a Fender pickup. You know, they want to have that blend. Um, so it's very strange that they're just going straight that direction. And they're not the first people to do it. And they're also doing it for an insane price point that's 1300 bucks for any of these instruments is insane. Um, the Xavier brand has a gold foil pickup Telecaster that they've had for years. And it's only 200 bucks. Um... Ah, they're incredible. Um, they they play great and they sound great. 
Um, so, I don't know, justifying these things is weird, and they're not even legit gold foils. They're like mini humbuckers, which is also a bummer, because you're not really getting the legit gold foil tone. Um, and the bases, I guess, have had huge, huge issues in quality control, to the point that people are sending them back. Uh, the Lobster, Low End Lobster, did a review that was pretty scathing of, of these. Um, you might want to check it out, uh, and if you're interested in these bases, you might want to look at this review before jumping on one, because everything was wrong with his. Everything. It wasn't even, it wasn't a redeemable base. You'd have to do a lot to it to make it redeemable and make it a, a decent player. Um, so, I'd, I'd steer clear of those, but, uh, they look cool. Um, kinda, sorta. Um. I think it's interesting that they keep going for this Sonic Blue on the Jazz bases. Um, and it, it looks better on this, but my thing is, if you can buy a Squire Classic Vibe 60s Jazz Base and Sonic Blue with Jazz Base pickups, and you can get them, you can get a B stock one. Let's say, let's just go straight from B stock up. You can get a B stock one for $275. Brand new, it's four hundred and fifty or four ninety nine, something like that. Now, if you can get one of those for that price, and it's a legit jazz bass, and it sounds great, plays great, looks great, and it's in the same exact color as this gold foil bass that only has one pickup, one volume, one tone, and a flat finished neck, which isn't even good because they didn't do a good work on. They what I've heard is the frets are bad, and the action's way off because the bridge is set in a weird spot. All these things. And it's still $1,300? I don't know, man. That just sounds like a rip-off. Um, so, steer clear of those. Uh, they might look really cool, but I think this might be just some Fender trying to jump on the bandwagon of these other companies that are doing a little bit better than them in the sense of we've made some new stuff that's interesting. Um, if Fender really wants to make something interesting, they need to focus on some of the models that they haven't reissued yet like the bronco put out a bronco with a single pickup um and, and just make it awesome and make the music master again in a single pickup form that's awesome make a duo sonic that is original to the early 60s spec of the short scale with the original body not the mustang body uh, make make stuff like that don't make these weird one-offs that aren't even quality controlled and, and aren't even worth having. Um, and, and on top of that, there's there's other hollow bodies they haven't made. They haven't made a, a legit Coronado. They made a modern player series Coronado, and then it just went into obscurity. It's gone. Where is the guitar? It's gone. Make that guitar with single coil pickups, not TV Jones pickups. Make it. I mean, these are these are things that people would actually buy and go for, um, as opposed to this acoustic market that nobody's really jumping onto, and this gold foil market that like I think is I think they're a little late to the draw for the gold foils. I think Fender is jumping on a bandwagon of things that have been around for a really long time now, and they're they're kind of missing the mark. Um, 
and also why if you're gonna make a guitar why are you gonna put it in an existing body so i don't this is the other thing like why not just make a, a new original model why not make something interesting and original with gold foils in it and make it a fender I don't understand why they had to use a Telecaster and a Jazzmaster and a Jazz Bass. Why not just make something new? I mean, I don't understand why Fender just doesn't make new things different. Like, I just, just, just totally different. Just, just start fresh. Don't use existing stuff. Um, some of their master luthiers in their custom shop understand that. And they have made very interesting new things. But normal Fender stuff is just not... It's... it's The new stuff is just losing me. But, um, I don't know. I, it's me off my soapbox. Um, that's really all I got to talk about tonight, which is a lot, lot more than normal. Um, things to check out, though. Um, check out some flatline strings if you get a chance. And, um, yeah, man. This has been Who's On Bass. And I will catch you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>